Turcho and is officially banned off YouTube. I am Turch and with me is my co-host, the CEO, the daredevil in the studio. It's Kieran. How you doing, oh, buddy? I am doing well and I'm glad we're back in the studio. Obviously, we're not going to say what date it is today. No, um, no, no but you, you are my accountability buddy. Uh, oh, oh, for right. my uh, depression slash alcoholism, that's and right. I needed my d- uh, doctor in the house. Uh, you needed a professional <laughs> service, and uh, uh, this is billable hours right now. Put it on the tap. <laughs> it's what a business expense. This is this is the definition of <laughs> of uh, embezzlement. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so I'm being your social bubble partner, Dubaki. What a pain in the ass. Whatever. I don't know what's going on. <sighs> Uh, never do know what's going on, but no, it's good. Good to be back. It's good nice. to be back in the in the studio. There's only so much Zoom online stuff. It's not the same. You can do. You know what? It's fun when we're watching conspiracy theories. It we is legally can't do that anymore, yeah. Yeah. according to the internet. Yeah, but uh, we can definitely do these shows here, which is more fun. Anyway, when we are in the studio in this very special, Kieran, do you know what month it is? Ah. Oh, it 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 is. <laughs> yes, I do know what I do know what month it is. You do, and I think I might have said this last time on the podcast. I don't understand why they get a whole month. <laughs> some oh. some events get a day. Some might get a week. Some a, a month. Look, regardless of what it is, it's a long time. A, a month is a long time. That is- a birthday is only celebrated once a year. Some people try and push it out to a birthday weekend. Yeah, women. You're talking yeah. about yeah. Women. <laughs> women. Some try and push it out to a birthday week. Mm. Now, the mistake was made with my niece, <laughs> who I have to have a little rant about yes, later on. please. Um, Just do it now. I'm feeling but, some But she was, she was about three, about seven years ago, uh, and which makes it ten. Uh, but her third, you know, when they're three, they sort of understand the world a little bit more. Yeah. And just out of coincidence, she had her birthday, right, where she got her presents. And then the next day, I visit her and give her her present. And then the day after, um, grandmum, because my, my brother and his wife are shift workers, so it's really yeah. hard to try and time up a party and things like that. Anyway, so she thought her birthday... It was like three or four days. ...goes for like a week. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's good. That, but that's good though. Like that's, a, I think that begins the expectation for when they get older, like a 20, a, a woman's 21st birthday lasts mm-hmm. two months. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. an 18th birthday lasts, you know, there's a whole decade of planning. It's like their pre weddings. Yeah. Like a wedding, like organizing this wedding, can, can, a wedding lasts more than a couple of, I, than, I, than I remember, hours. I remember David, a friend of mine, David, I remember turning up to his 16th, right, at his at his parents' house, and they had a pool, and it was great. Like I got so fucking shit faced. There was free flowing alcohol. I think they were UDLs. Yeah, yo. right. Like I remember it was fucking wild and messy. Mm-hmm. Turn up to his 18th once again at his parents' place. He obviously lives there, and they got the pool. And and it basically there was this phase that any time I turned up to a party with the pool, I would end up in the pool. <laughs> it didn't matter what the temperature was. I was, I'm the type of person who's like, let's get this party started. Yep. I'm jumping in the pool. So 18th, a lot of people end up in the pool. We're drunk, right? The, the, sorry, the 16th, the pool, 18th, everyone's in the pool. And then three years later, he has his 21st. Yes. And I'm like, you know, I'm, in my mind, I'm going, I haven't seen him because you grow up a little bit. Yeah. You, you sort of, you're not quite with your friends all the time. And I'm like, it's been a little while. 
I remember his 16th. What a fucking rocking party that was. His 18th was a rocking party. The 16th, I think, was still a little bit more wild. But I ended up in the pool at the 18th. I'm proud. 21st, it was like everyone had fucking grown up. Yeah. It was was a little bit boring. And I end up in the pool, (laughs) right? Because I'm like, this is now tradition. No one came in the pool with me. Well... I don't know what to say, Kieran. Um, I didn't know you then. If I, I if, if we were I at that party together, you pool. would have you would have you jumped in the pool. I would have probably jumped in the pool because I I'd still jump in the pool. Yeah. That's the thing. I get drunk <laughs> enough. Someone goes, we should do something stupid, and I'm like, well, look, it can only go bad. And if that's, I'm not going to go to prison. Uh-huh. Someone can yell at me. I can always towel off and keep drinking. Yeah. But if I don't do it. You know, that seize those opportunities, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm trying to say. And I'm the type of person who has never... Bro- I haven't bought bathers and I haven't got change of clothes. It's just, let's make this decision and let future Kieran worry about it. That sounds pretty good. It well, does. But anyway, I want to rant about my niece. Please. Uh, it's her birthday today, so happy birthday. She's 10. You did. Um, and, it, and it's very good. And uh, it's probably more of a, a, a rant about myself, really. But I used to be her favourite person in the world. You know, when they're little and, and they see you and they're so excited. Right? How awesome is it when Uncle Kieran comes over? Yeah, yeah. You know, feed her sugar, feed her lollies. Basically preparing for when she's an adult. You know, I'm going to get her her crack, her weed. <laughs> you know, all the all the drugs. Ah, uh, yes. You know, if she ever got picked up by <laughs> the on, police. give her some ice. That's what she really needs. You know, bail her out, you know. <laughs> Uh, and really disappointed that we have this thing called the internet because you know how good would it be to buy the first porno mag and and you know I wouldn't want to buy my niece a porno no, mag. No, that's probably a nephew <laughs> thing. But you get what I'm saying, right? I'm trying to be the cool uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And uh, it was her birthday, and, and I and I FaceTime. Oh, FaceTime her, and it was a little bit like you know happy birthday, and it was it was a little bit like. What? Why are you? Why are you appearing on my iPad? Like, yeah, why, yeah. why? Why? <laughs> why did I get points? dragged away yeah. from my play? Whatever I was doing yeah, yeah. to now speak to you. Yeah. So I wish her a happy birthday. She got a Polaroid camera and a few other gifts. Nice. And, and and anyway, um, she's being polite and and sitting there. And my brother goes to her. Oh, why don't you take a picture of of Uncle Kieran? Because she's got the digital. There's the Polaroid camera, physical, yep. but there's also a digital Polaroid camera that you can take a screenshot or whatever on, on their camera, and it goes to the Polaroid printer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she goes, I don't want to waste my Polaroids. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I was like, uh, dagger to the heart. You're done, mate. You're done, a- I, and I realised I'm done. There's, there's I, definitely a dip. Like It's the same for my little my, my uh, little cousin. Yeah. Like, you know, when you know, she's, she's seven now. And over time... You've like, got one good year left. Yeah, I think You've so. You've got one good year left and then you're out. She's sort of like... She loved me. It's sort of like we're out of the will, you know? Like, that's... But no, no, so it sort of changes with girls. I think yeah. God, like if it was your nephew, it would be all right. Like, you're still a guy. It's all good. And yeah, my nephew, he's fine. He's 10 too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kick the football or something it's and we're good. It's all good. good. Yeah. It's good. But girls sort of, like, shift over. So you're happy, like, with your big uncle or big nephew or whatever it is. And, uh, and your bigger cousin or whatever it is. And then it sort of shifts over, and my little cousin's shifting over now, where she kind of likes Jess more uh, because she's a girl and uh-huh. she can talk about girl things. Yeah, like boys. 
No, more like she's only seven, but she could talk like you know, talk about hair, oh, lipstick, and lipstick, and, and, and the... trying on clothes. I'm just sitting there going, I don't really care. Yeah, like you know, I just want to smash toys together and help you build Legos. Yeah. Like this is all yeah. I want. I want to build a tower. This is all with I know Lego how to do and knock it over. Yeah, this is all yeah. I know how to do. I'm you know, monkey brain, <laughs> <laughs> eat banana, build things, lift weights. Like that's all I know. Um, I gotta admit, building a tower out of Lego and knocking it down. It's fucking brilliant. Thoroughly entertaining. I'm oh, still no. doing it these days. Um, with my little, with my cousins and stuff like that. But, yeah, it, it you do start to feel like you're getting old or too out of the loop. Or they say things... It's like that Simpsons episode. Yeah. I no longer know what it is. Yeah, what it is. That's, that's very it much It has true. changed. It has changed. It has changed. But well, the, the funniest thing, the funniest thing was that my brother's like, okay, we've got we to gotta wrap up because we've got to call, you know, she had to call Pa now. Yeah, and she's like, "Do I have to?" <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, I was like, Maddie, you're on your virtual after- afternoon tour of talking to the family. You just have to get I'm it done." Amazed. I'm amazed the parents just didn't go get them all in the same room at the same time, like the same Zoom call at yeah. the same time. Get it all done. Ten minutes done. Bam. You're talking to you're, you're talking to someone who's not organised. Do you think that my brother would be that organised? No, no, I thought maybe one of the people in your family might have been. <laughs> You know, it, it, like, you know, my brother got... There's the, clearly a genetic link of unorganizability here in the family. My brother got family. the smarts and I got the looks. Right. I mean, out of all the things. <laughs> so, some one of us had to had to yeah. suffer uh, for our thing. But here, and as mm. I said, this is my... My rant is multifaceted mm-hmm. in a whole bunch of things. And two out of my three, out of my three rants mm-hmm. are based on the... This month is LGBTQ Pride Month. Mm-hmm. You forgot all the other... The, the, I know, you, I'm going to You forgot the on, plus. I know. And you forgot all the others. And the A and the yeah. I and the and the two and the X, I'm pretty sure it's there. But LGBTQ, mm-hmm. right? That almost sounds like a great sandwich. I know. LGBTQ. Lettuce, Let's get Biden bacon. To, to quit. What? Let's, go, what? Let's get Biden to quit. Biden? Wait. Biden. Oh, let's get Biden. Yeah, okay, with you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it wasn't... As, it, it, Sorry. Head, it was I'm, I'm salivating on the lettuce, the bacon... <laughs> <laughs> and the quotient. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, there's two things I don't get. And I'm going to start with this one here. Mm-hmm. I'm scrolling through social media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm subscribed to a couple of products right. on social media. And one of them just happens to be our beautiful interface company, Focusrite. Focusrite. Great brand. Does mm-hmm. great, lots of great work. And I see that they've changed their banner. To not just be red, the classic red colour that mm-hmm. they have, but to the uh, LGBTQ flag colours, the right, rainbow flag. Right, yeah. And they said, we are proudly supportive of, you know, inclusive of mm-hmm. all these sort of things. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's a... I don't know why, but I just felt that was weird. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, it doesn't matter, whatever. I'm scrolling through um, Facebook some more. Mm-hmm. And I see that... My bank, yes, which is HSBC. Ah, you with HSBC? Hong Kong. I was just—I'm looking at changing over to HSBC. They're quite good. They're quite good. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Like good products, but this is the the thing, right? Which are also known for a bit of red and black. They're also known for a bit of red and black. Yeah, but they're also known of being part of China. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think the Chinese government would be 
too happy with someone changing their I, logo. I have, to, I have to admit, I do not recognise that as HSBC. Well, there you go. As their logo. Okay. They... So this is the focus right one. That's yeah. all good as well. Another one that I found when I was scrolling through Twitter mm. is Colgate. And Colgate are also doing the LGBTQ flag mm, right. on, on a, like you know, as toothpaste on a toothbrush. Right? So you, you just think these are companies that are just trying to get uh, free promotion? Well, I, you know what? This is what got me thinking, right? Would you buy a product because it said, we support straight white men? I would buy a product because it's a good product. <laughs> it's a good product, you know. So, you know, I, I, this is the same boat as, as I am. Because I'm just watching these commercials going, if I was a gay man mm-hmm. or a gay woman, whatever, right? I could identify as whatever I want. So I've identified as a gay man. I put my mindset in the gay mm-hmm. man. I'm watching television and I say Colgate supports mm-hmm. gay men mm-hmm. or gay people, the yeah. LGBTQ community. I'm like, what's that got to do with toothpaste? See, <laughs> I could understand, right, the police yes. uh, pr- promoting it, right? Because yes. of their historical abuse uh, of what happened in like the 1960s, 1970s, right? Yeah. I, I understand that. Perfect. If Colgate somehow discriminated against gay people, yeah. right? Didn't Which they never did. Didn't give them toothpaste if, or something. If, and are now sort of saying, anyone ever, yeah. we, we have a history, we understand that we have a bad history, and, and look, We've changed. I, but it's even, I, I understand. It goes that. even further than yeah. that. I'm just thinking, so let's go back to like the Colgate one, whatever. Focus right. I'm like, lots of artists are gay and that are using your product. They would have bought your product even if you didn't well, what, put what, any. What else is there other than Focus Right that's actually good? Uh, Behringer does a few little things. Okay. There's a couple of other audio yeah. we do. I like this one. It's nice and easy, yeah. simple to use, right? So going on from that, let's think about the banks. Uh-huh. Now, I saw that Westpac... Banks don't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> yeah. They just so, want your money. They just want your money. So you could be you could be pretend to be a dinosaur, but mm-hmm. if you're making money, they'll loan you money so you can pay it back. Uh-huh. And if you can't pay it back... They'll take could, all your you stuff. You could be a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> or you could be the gayest man ever, or the lesbianest woman ever, or you could be trans. They're still taking all your stuff. They're still taking all your yeah. stuff, no matter what you are. And I'm just thinking to myself, a, a gay and lesbian or people in that LGBTQ community looking at these ads and going, oh, I will bank with Westpac or HSBC because they changed their logo during the one month of the year that's dedicated to LGBTQ community causes. Mm. And only because of that reason, I cannot. Are they donating money? Yeah. To to, you know, the organisations well, that go, might support. I go, I go this as well, right? Yeah. I support like if I'm going to give to a charity, mm-hmm. like the only charities I really give to are like Guide Dogs Australia, mm-hmm. like, things that I really agree with, right? Yeah. And I feel like they're giving back to the community. Yeah. And obviously, like Guide Dogs, great cause, you know, mm-hmm. really good. If Guide Dogs of Australia was supported by a company. Mm-hmm. I don't. It, no matter what it is, it's still that that aspect of their product line. Or them donating to a charity that I like wouldn't affect if I'm going to buy the product. Mm. You know, so if if um, and I gotta admit, when it comes to a bank. I'm looking for the cheapest, cheapest option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I really don't have any no, no. any sentiment you know, to a oh, bank. Oh, look, you know what? Uh, oh, I've got this home loan. I've got this home and, loan. And this one's offering 
uh, half a percentage point better. Less, I'm, but, I'm, I'm going to the but, other you know, one. I'm going to yeah. go with the one that's higher because they put the flag up. Yeah, no, pro- no, 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 no one in the history of the world has ever done that. So after all of that, I was like, okay, that's ridiculous. That's all ridiculous. The but thing, then the thing I find very interesting, I and I and I don't understand this yet. Um, I'm all for I'm all for the Mardi Gras, right? And yeah. I think it's great that the, the companies and, and support their colleagues and they go yeah. there and, and they celebrate and they have a great weekend. Um, but but Pride Month isn't when Mardi Gras is. No. So no, I, I feel like there's a little bit of double dipping here. I think it is. But look, Kieran, going on this, because I'm going to talk about some other LGBT. I could be very things. wrong here and please send in some yeah. hate mail. I found, I found my favourite company yeah. that decided yeah. to change their logo. Yeah, okay. And I'm going to show you the picture. And you can read out what what this company did to their profile picture. Who? Okay, they're, they're a, def- they're a <laughs> defence company. What, what are they called? They're called R- Rath- Raytheon Missiles and Defence. Perfect. So Raytheon Missile Defence. Decided to change their logo to support the LGBTQ community. Now, are any of them talking <laughs> to the LGBT community? So, uh, look, I don't know. Look, for all the LGBTQ people that didn't know that Raytheon was doing this, I'm just going to let you know a little bit of what Raytheon is doing to help the to to support the community. They what do they do? They Raytheon Missile Defense provides the industry's most advanced end-to-end solution to detect and track and engage threats. What we do, we do they do airfare war, uh, air warfare, counter UAS, missile defense, land and naval warfare, integrated uh, sustainment and hypersonics, which is about uh, weapons that travel in excess of five times the sea- speed of sound covering vast distances in minutes. And they have careers available in two places. Mm-hmm. And this is the bit that was the kicker to me. They changed their logo. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. They got careers in the USA. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Saudi Arabia. Okay. <laughs> I guarantee you... Well, good you, luck with Saudi Arabia. I guarantee one of those places is not as so accepting of the, uh, the LGBTQ lifestyle that they're promoting that they, they, they sponsor. Yeah. So... I don't understand it. If 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 the, if you need a p- company to say that they're virtuous uh-huh. to buy the product, uh-huh. I think that you've probably got too much disposable income. Yeah. I, what did I hear someone say the other day? Uh, it's not just not just uh, 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 this, um, but all to do with like the uh, some of the different social issues that people are complaining about. Yeah. Um, you know the, the vast variety of social issues that that individuals are complaining about. And I was just, I, I broke down in tears of laughter. Like, it was so funny. Yeah. They just go, we need another war. Yeah. It's going to give someone to, something to fight about. <laughs> so, otherwise, we probably wouldn't have this podcast, to be honest. <laughs> but let me continue on with this yeah. LGBTQ Pride Month, right? Fantastic. And one of the things that you brought up hmm. was Mardi Gras, mm-hmm. which is a big celebration in Sydney. Hmm. And there's lots well, of... D- different places around the world. Different places yeah. around the world. So, let's go with that. Yeah. And one thing that I've noticed, maybe I'm becoming definitely more conservative, but one thing I don't understand at those pride marches are the children that go to those pride marches. Mm-hmm. Because there's no other sexuality. Mm. Like, that's what the, the, the pride month is. It's about displaying your sexuality and being proud of your sexuality. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more than that. I think it's also the, the understanding 
that back in the 1970s when they tried yeah. to march, they got beaten up and True. arrested. Right? I'll give you that. And and that now so you 50 are, years has gone away. Yeah, and now that you're you're allowed right. to um yeah you you in a way you're allowed to be who you want to be. Good. Yeah. No, that's the fine. police aren't going to arrest so, you. Okay. So what is what makes a gay person a gay person? What does what makes a, a gay male hmm. a gay male more than anything else? Oh, well. What would be the definition? <laughs> if you had to describe what a gay person does that a straight person doesn't do, mm. what would you think that is? Dick in the butt, right? <laughs> so realistically, you're going to this to celebrate that. And that's fine. I'm up for guys, if they want dicks in the butts or putting dicks in other men's butts with consent, perfectly fine with that. But I think it's really weird to bring children along and go, hey, look at these men. Why are they celebrating? Well, they're celebrating that they're gay. What does that mean? Well, realistically, it means they like the dick you, in the butt. Do you, think, <laughs> do you have that much... Um, do you think kids are that smart to make those connections? That's a second-order level of thinking there. Well, some of them would. Yeah. I think a 10-year-old might ask some oh, of about those questions. Ten, 10 is about the time when you're like, oh, my God, my parents had sex. Yeah, and yeah. And I was created. And yeah. And I think probably about... Which is probably, a, you know, it's a good thing. I think those things should be se- encouraged. Probably 7 to 8 onwards. Mm. That's 7 to 12, just before high school. Mm-hmm. Maybe year, year 3 onwards, mm-hmm. so your grade 6, maybe year 7, mm. is when you're probably going to these things still probably not ready for that understanding of sexuality in that way. Yeah, right. Because you're probably just... I, I may probably, it's like me when I listen... You know, you know, there's different songs out there. Yeah. And they've got good tunes and you're a kid and you don't actually understand yeah. what they mean. Yeah. I think it's like that. I, I think it is like that to a degree. Mm-hmm. But it comes a stage where you're probably going to ask questions. Yeah, and that it's like when you ask the songs, you go, "Wait a minute, what does that?" But you're a libertarian, so you yeah. you can let the parents take their own kids. The, the there. parents should be responsible, absolutely. But I think it's it's like look, I talk to Jess and she watches RuPaul's Drag Race, mm. and all the time. And one of the things is that more and more kids are getting shown drag queens in general. Now on the television show, it's really. PG, mm-hmm. you know, still an M-rated show, but it's very PG to what they would be apparently. Like Jess has seen a couple of drag shows, not really for children. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like go and say, "Hey, oh, uh, my child really likes comedy, really likes Jim Carrey and The Grinch. I'm going to take him to see Bill Burr." Yeah, it's okay. probably I really not the, that. Yeah, yeah. It's probably or not Jim Jeffries. Or Jim Jeffries. Probably not. There's the some right, comedians. Yeah. That that should only play in venues that serve alcohol to people because they're eighteen plus, and that's what drag shows are like <laughs> as well. So you know, introducing your children early on. Look, you're a ch- you're a parent. I understand you can do whatever the fuck you want, but it just. What about the Real Housewives? Never really watched that, but I just don't think that's appropriate for kids. No, exactly. Not. There's definitely things that are not appropriate for kids, mm. but I'm just talking about this Pride Month mm-hmm. and taking them to a a a, a you know. A, a parade mm-hmm. where the whole point of it is to show people are proud and everyone's accepting of dick in the butt. Yeah, but dick in the butt <laughs> happens after the parade. Yeah, but that's what they're celebrating. <laughs> they're, le- they're walking towards the dick in the butt. No, it's a pre-dick in the butt. It's a pre-dick. It, this, this is the Which is acceptable. It is, it is the... It is the um, uh, not Jim Jeffries. It is the Jim Carrey and then the kids go <laughs> home 
and then they continue celebrating. It's the dick in the butt. And yeah, we move to the Bill Burr and the Jim Jeffries. That's fine, but yeah. I just think there is there is a limit, and I don't know where that is yet. And I'm happy for obviously parents to make that decision, but I've, it's weird to see pictures of like children and those guys in like the dog costumes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like, I wouldn't let my kids around a furry. Right. I feel like that's are they not ready for that yet? Mm-hmm. I, like you know, I probably wouldn't you know let my kid around a guy who I know is wearing a diaper. Like, mm-hmm. no offense to the people before we interviewed. Maybe I'm just naive like that. But as an adult, I'd be like, yeah, just go 15 and mm-hmm. onwards. That's okay. when that sort of stuff happens. Because that's when you've had enough of the internet to know. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I still think at 15... Look, maybe I'm a little bit naive yeah. here too. I'm hoping that 15 is... You're still finding out a lot of stuff. I hope they Definitely. haven't... I hope they haven't found out about... You know, because we were we were really at the beginning of the internet and exploring yes. it for porn. Yes. You know, we we were we were, you know, not at the cutting edge. And I feel with the technological savvy of kids these days, they might have access to it a hell of a lot well, earlier. You know what though? I don't think there's going to be much porn on the internet by the time we have children. Really? Well, they've already tried to cut down Pornhub, and it's so hard to get on. To, you, you couldn't go on 4chan for a while, and hmm. and it's. Porn is porn and prostitutes are the oldest industry in the world. Mm. They're not going away. That's true. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. But that's it. I've only got one more rant. I don't know if this is a anything, but I think just shitty delivering services. <laughs> so basically, hey, what I just want to make sure I've got got correct: this is not a show for kids to listen to no. while you're driving your car. I wouldn't say so. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't, unless you're 15 and older. Yeah, that's a good age. You know, it's a good when you start to understand some of my jokes and some of my Simpsons references. I think that's when you're you're actually old enough. Okay, I'm gonna show you a picture. So I was driving to go get some groceries with Jess, mm-hmm. and we just pull up behind a delivery van for Australia Post, and I'm like, Jess, can you take a photo of this because this needs to go onto the podcast. Okay, so a delivery van. Okay, here you go. <laughs> Take the phone. Have a look at that. That is not packed well. <laughs> that is, that is. I drive for delivery post. They've cut my shift from full time down to three days a week. Fuck you. I'm chucking everything <laughs> in the back. I don't give a shit anymore. I don't care if it turns up and your package is broken. How, not my problem. How amazing is that? I saw that. I'm like, that is ridiculous. He's going to open the door and they're all going to fall out. <laughs> I know. How is he going to find the parcels for the... Shouldn't there be an order to this? I don't understand. Like, I'm just driving behind me. That can't be real. That can't be real. That's that a, has to go on the Facebook page. That has to go on yeah. the Facebook yeah. page, for sure. It's got their license plate number and everything. But amazing. Like it, it, It's like it's like you threw everything in the closet. Yeah. And then someone and shut, the door? And shut the door. <laughs> and someone else is going to come and open it. And like a cartoon, everything's going to fall on it. Amazing. Oh. It's unreal, eh? That is un- <laughs> absolutely unreal. Uh, so, That's, if your parcels get broken, I'll have to share the photo somewhere. Well, I, I don't get anything through Australia Post. It's all yeah, on the know, Amazon now. I know, it's true. It's true. That's it. That's all the rants. That's all the rants I've got. You got some news? Uh, I do. The dumbest guy in Congress asks US Forest Service if it can change Moon's orbit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Republican Louis Gomet, who admitted recently that some consider him the dumbest guy in Congress, 
appears intent on proving those people right. Good for him. On Tuesday, the Republican asked a representative of the U.S. Forest Service to... I feel like this is the equivalent of our Pauline Hanson. Yeah. Tasked with managing America's national forest and grasslands, if the agency might consider branching out. I understand from what's been testified to the Forest Service, you want very much to work on the issue of climate change. Uh, he blah, 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 blah. And then he asked uh, if they could do anything to change the course of the moon's orbit or the Earth's orbit around the sun. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Following on with, obviously, that would have profound effects on our climate. You know, so not only that, I've been watching Ancient Aliens yeah. for many years. Yeah. Every time I watch it, I find some more golden nuggets uh-huh. of, of 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 information. Right, and one of the episodes is about how all the ancient landmarks you can draw a line and connect them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can draw a line. Of course, you can draw a line between them and all and connect them up. Connect them up, but like it, it ends up being like fifteen hemispheres, like mm-hmm. it sort of like you know. And they're like, why did they build these ancient monuments on, on the lines, like you know, and make these lines? Yeah. And they go because the aliens wanted to put signposts around the world to navigate the Earth. Uh huh. And this left me baffled for many reasons, right? Because the other thing is, okay, so you've got this hyper intelligent race of aliens that are smart enough to understand how to build hyperspace-type vehicles, navigate the universe, and fly to Earth, not only once, but many hundreds of times during the course of of Earth's history, especially when people were here. Not only that, we're able to keep hidden, mostly hidden themselves, from the Earth's artistic work, written work, language, all that sort of stuff. Enough that we still don't know if they actually were there. But what you needed on Earth, with all this technology you have, were individual landmarks to navigate your way Which around are all Earth. different landmarks. Which are all different. And they don't really seem to have a connection apart from this big line that you can somehow draw around the Earth. Now, this is that logic that really... Like people like the Dunning-Kruger effect have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At least this guy here's like, I don't even know. Can we? Yeah. At least he's honest about it. At least he's honest about being dumb. On the other end of the spectrum is these ancient alien guys who go, this is exactly how the aliens are working. They need navigation points on Earth to travel around the Earth. This is guys like, can we move the Earth? If we move the moon, can we do it? <laughs> At least he's asking the questions. Well, the correct answer is no, not yet. No, that's t- exactly right. The, no, not yet. Exactly. Look, it may not be can a stupid a, question. Can you build a freeze ray? Look, well, not now. Can we continue polluting the Earth and just move us uh, a little bit out, uh, change the orbit a little bit? I, I think I brought this onto the show before. There well, used to be, uh, well, add a few a, extra days. There used to be a futurist that claimed that we could only have like five hundred million people on Earth, uh-huh. or in uh, when they were still using horses in London that mm. London would be so full of oh, horse shit. shit yeah it would overflow London and then like 10 years later the car was invented yeah yeah you know it's the same sort of stupidity across the board mm. it's just people hoping for the best and expecting the worst <laughs> I love the question it's a great question 
You got a fr- yes, he's very stupid. Very stupid question. Like you know, they always say there's no stupid questions. Yeah, well, there, no, there are stupid. definitely stupid there questions. Are, there are stupid questions. But I think it's the, a little bit. It's int- a little bit like when you're playing poker. Yeah. If you don't know who the Pamsy is, it's you, mm. right? If you don't know if you're asking a stupid question, you are. You you are the person asking the but stupid question. But he's trying. You know he. He may not, be, you know, he's a Republican. Most Republicans are like, I'm not for. Hey, at least, at he's least, acknowledging that there's climate change and he's trying to help. At least, how much more can the man do? And at least it's representative of the American population. There have to be a few idiots in Congress. Uh, I would say so. Yeah, I would say. I mean, we've got a whole uh, parliament full of full of, <laughs> full of idiots. At, uh, would you support me if I ever became a politician? Yeah, church? absolutely. I, w- I think we'd have to w- somehow run together in a way. Yeah, like oh. a, like. Well, would we? Would you run as well, or would you go? Kieran's running, but I'm going to be. You're going to be my chief of staff. Uh, I would. Which would have an enormous amount of power because you would have power over my scheduling. I would. My I would appearances. Still run. I would still the, the, run. Sp- oh, you would run too. I would run too. That way, if one of us won yeah. and one of us didn't, yeah. We could help each other out. Okay. If none of us won, who cares? Yeah. Just continue the podcast. Yeah. But if one of us won, yeah. we had that connection. Yeah. Yeah. See what I mean? Got it's, it. This is hedging all your bets uh-huh. and losing. <laughs> right. I, I, I could, you know, I could see you in politics. Um, I could see myself in politics, Turch. Well, that's good. You know, not doing much. That's good. Um, <laughs> well, that's what they're doing, aren't they? You know. I think the perfect politician is one that goes into politics and just wants to do one thing his whole career. Repeal legis... No, sleep. No, no. What? No. He wants to do... He or she wants to do one thing. If he goes... The sex party in Australia was uh-huh. the perfect party. Yeah. Because they had two thi- two goals. Yeah. They said legalise gay marriage mm-hmm. and legalise marijuana. Yeah. And they've come in. They haven't really done too much, but gay marriage got legalised. Yeah. They've accomplished... 50% of what they set mm-hmm. out to do. That's amazing. That's very And that good. is better than 99% <laughs> of all politicians, all, all parties out there. And because they've done that, they will accomplish more than the Greens Party will ever accomplish in their 150 million a year history. Wow, are you giving them that long? Well, you know, they think they're going to live that long. Oh, okay. As long as the Earth has still... I, I'm just... I'm, look, I, I, I'm not even thinking that far ahead. I'm thinking about the lunches that I would have the dinners that I would have, the yelling that I would get to do in question time. It's true. Uh, true. And and our question time is brilliant because it's a thing where if we were on opposition, right, Mm. I could get up and yell at you and you would get up and yell at me because it's theatrics and then we'd go to the pub for lunch. It's just, it's all all for show. I know. It's all for show. It's all dicks in the butt. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what do you have? What do you have for us, Church? Okay. Uh, we've all been busy during quarantine, especially our musician friends. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been writing new songs, working in the, the studio, doing this, doing that, working very hard. I got to admit, right, for the lockdown, um, especially especially if it's just a week, that's sort of fine. I don't think longer than that it gets a little bit uh, crazy. But what an excuse to take all the drugs <laughs> and have a party at home! What an oh my god! Is, Perfect. Is that a is that a blessing is, in disguise? Is that a, just a blessing? Blessing in disguise for sure. Yeah, very expensive blessing in disguise, but it's something. It it is. I'm like you could have you could have a week of your own holiday. That's very true. But one of the artists that's working working very hard. Yeah, is Billie Eilish. Ah, the and Billie had this song uh, that was quite popular last year. That's right, Bad Guy. That's right. So 
I feel like I feel like with the way that I can announce these artists and songs, I should go on the radio. You should have gone on uh, Australian Musicians Radio on Bar Talk, which we just were on. It was released yesterday, Thursday. Yeah. Uh, they released the same day we do. They're, they're wow. a 100% direct competition. And yet we came on your show, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and probably ruined it forever. <laughs> But there we go. So go listen to Australian Musicians Radio. Bar uh, I, what did Dan. I call it? Australian Music Radio. You called it AMR. Did I? Yeah, it's close enough. But Bar Talk is the show that we went on. It's great. Yeah, Bar Talk, and we probably ruined it, and yeah, we'll, we'll never be invited back. I, but it's fun. You know what? I've said that every time I've been on. Yeah. And I'm still invited back. So that's, <laughs> that's something there. But Billie Eilish worked on... So this is the headline. Billie Eilish worked on a new song during quarantine. That's what it said. On Twitter as well, right? That was the article. And, yeah, Billy Eilish wrote an, a whole song in its entirety during quarantine. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking to myself, okay, it's been like, let's just say a year. A yeah. year of quarantine. She's yeah. in the uh, US. Yeah. A year in quarantine. Uh-huh. And all you've got is a bunch of musical instruments around you. And you're a musical artist. And all you do is write songs. One song... During that time. Church. Okay. Some of the best creative people only did one painting every 10 years. That's true. Paintings are different to songs. Especially if you're an artist that needs to release an album every two years to be viable in the market, right? Maybe, maybe. But what I'm saying is, maybe it was too quick. Maybe. Hmm. So I thought to myself, look, I, I like music. And I know lots of musicians. What are what are other musicians doing? And what have other musicians done in that time? Mm. Now, Foo Fighters have released an album full of tracks, uh, but I'm going to go back, to, you know, and have a look at some of the artists I really like. Like even Offspring got back together. Uh, Mastodon released some new stuff. Ghost, re- great, good music has come out, right? Got it. Right. Good. But in that time, there, one of my favorite musicians of all time is Buckethead. Mm-hmm. And he has been releasing albums under his series of albums mm-hmm. called the Pike Series. The Pike Series, right. And since t- the start of 2020, he's released 19 albums mm-hmm. <laughs> of music. Basically one every month and a half up until this point. That's pretty good. He's, he's, he's a machine. Yeah. Machine of a player, machine of a... Okay, fantastic. What a legend. And yep. they're all pretty good. So I've listened to most of them. There's a lot of music to listen to and appreciate. And it's a bell curve. Some are going to be shit. Exactly. Some are going to be fucking amazing. Most are going to be great. And I think he just wants to get it all out there. He's, yeah. he's, he's yeah. a machine. And then I thought to myself, there's only one uh, one artist that I know that's just as prolific, mm-hmm. if not more prolific, yeah. than Buckethead. And that is... Jamiroquai. Nah, they really <laughs> sound like something. That is the rapper Viper. Ah, Mr. Viper. Have you ever heard of Viper? I have no the name. I okay. don't know don't, no, nothing of the, okay. the music. So here's, here's an article here. Um, <laughs> you want to read the head? This is from This rapper has released 347 <laughs> albums. It, how many songs are in an album? Well, <laughs> okay. Viper is the most prolific songwriter in the history of songwriters, right? Okay, so Viper, this is in 2015. He's released 262 albums this year, or about 3,930 songs. <laughs> now, 
The question is, Kieran. Yes. And I know you're asking this. I what am. does Viper sound like? I am asking what does Viper sound like. Lucky. So this is my favourite track yeah. by, by Viper. And it's called... Have you listened to all 3,000? I must admit, I've only listened to the best of. Okay. <laughs> and it's a very limited best of. Because he's... One day I'll have to bring in Viper in his entirety. Because he ba- he's amazing. Got it. In his, but this song is called... Y'all cowards don't even smoke crack. <laughs> This is amazing. Don't even smoke crack. Hey to you. Don't even smoke crack. Excuse a mark. Oh my god. Fuck that whole shit. Pass a G. That still. I'm about to blaze up. Especially when it's after them. I change the game. Don't get it misunderstood. It's real. It's fucking amazing. We could listen to more Viper because uh, I know that you're gonna. I, I I do feel like you know maybe I'm like at a high school and I've put together like a bit of a background soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like here you go now make up some lyrics. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. You know, um, white people only eat cheeseburgers. <laughs> oh. Amazing. I knew you'd like Viper. So, Billie Eilish, Keep Up. Yeah. <laughs> 3,900 songs in a year. Um, but they all have to be of that quality. He's, he's amazing. Kieran, you got some more news? I, I, I do. Uh, naked people will once again ride bikes through Philadelphia, but uh, must still wear a ah, mask. Ah, perfect. <laughs> uh, after the COVID-19 pandemic shut down last year's bike ride... The annual Philly Naked Bike Ride. Would you ever do a naked bike ride? No. Okay. I can't imagine ever sitting... I don't want to have my naked body or naked testicles... I mean, sitting on a bike for a while hurts hurts your ass. Yeah. And, you know, at least you you still have a bit of padding. I'm just thinking more than anything else. I don't want my naked balls anywhere near a chain and gear system. Ah. That, that could just, you know, I've seen those bike stacks on the Tour de France before. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that, but you're also naked. Yeah. Ugh. That would be a problem. Uh, is back. Uh, with only one dress requirement, you must wear a mask. Why ride a bike naked for 10 miles, you ask? <laughs> Why? <laughs> the event aims to promote positive body images and love for cycling and environmentally friendly mode of transportation, mm-hmm. no matter what you are wearing. Well, <laughs> you know what? Middle-aged men in Lycra are a thing. I yep. don't want a middle-aged men in Naked to be a, a thing for cyclists. you got to do it once. I'll do it for fun. Yeah. But I wouldn't do it for 16 kilometres. That's uh-huh. what it is. Like, 10 miles, 16 kilometres. Yeah. you do it for like, what, a K? Especially in a mask. Uh, uh. <laughs> Imagine, I like, don't even hear do you have to wear a mask when you're riding a bike. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I go outside and I don't wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I hate the masks. Me too. 
I wear the masks when I have to wear the masks. Yeah, I get this. You know, in the supermarket, I get it. I wear the masks. Yeah, yeah. Doctor's appointment, I get it. Yeah, telehealth. It's all about telehealth. When I'm in, uh, when I'm in that uh, that freedom, uh, freedom air, no mask. Yeah, it's fair enough. So you know, I might one day enroll you in a naked bike ride. Oh look, bring a bike up to Phillip Island. Bring two. Yeah. Uh, I've got an e-bike Perfect And well as long as you want my sweaty balls on your seat <laughs> We're all good Yeah you're not touching You know what If you can, At Philip <laughs> Island If you can find a tandem bike <laughs> I'll fucking do it no. Alright tandem bike And uh, we'll both ride uh, naked Well look I would like to say that uh, uh, President Biden mm-hmm. And Camilla Harris Are basically Trump all rolled into, uh, you know, Trump is then all rolled into one. I'm going to prove something to you. This is a video, and you just hear the audio. Okay. But it's uh, from Memology, one of my favorite YouTube channels, for quick little funny tidbits. Here we go, Kieran. How it started. Trump's anti-immigrant agenda couldn't be more clear. He has separated families, locked children in cages, attempted to end protections for dreamers, tried to spend billions on a wasteful border wall. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. This is a nation founded by immigrants. Unless, you know, you are, your history is of, of your ancestors being kidnapped and brought over on a slave ship, unless you are Native American, your people are immigrants. And the this idea May that we have the president of the United States that on this issue yeah. has vilified a whole group of people. We have always presented ourselves as being a nation of strength with strong arms. That when people are fleeing harm, we will embrace them. Yeah. But look at what has happened with this administration. There are children who are fleeing murder capitals of the world. Let's be clear about this. Imagine a mother who makes a decision to pay a coyote Remember to transport her child across coyote. the entire country of Mexico, facing unknown peril. <laughs> she does that because she believes for that child to stay where they are is worse. But what does this president do? He virtually looks at those children and says, go back to where you came from. How it's going? Let's see what's happened now. This is recent. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris tells migrants not to come to U.S. lays out anti-graft steps. Mm-hmm. And I want to emphasize that the goal this of is our June 7, is to help Guatemalans find hope at home. <laughs> at the same time, I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. <laughs> Do not come. What a backflip. The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. <laughs> there are legal methods by which migration can and should occur. But we, as one of our priorities, will discourage illegal migration. And I believe if you come to our border, you will be turned back. <laughs> <laughs> voting for someone and go no 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 they're definitely going to let all these illegal immigrants into the country and actually thinking that would be the truth and then <laughs> not even 
six months into the presidency, the biggest, biggest backflip, gold medal winning backflip. Back the backflip, yeah. Oh. Um. Well done, well done for for a, a, America, a America. You did well. You did well with it. <laughs> uh, Kieran, I listen to. Do have you got some more news, or do you want to listen to a podcast that I've been listening to? All right, I've got. Uh, I've got two. I'll, I'll just do a whip qu- around. Yeah, quick whip around. Uh, a Las Vegas woman crushes three watermelons in seven and a half seconds for world record. Amazing, uh, very amazing. What she crush it with? Her hands. Oh, that's pretty yeah, cool. She crushed it, yeah. Uh, Florida men were flying to get tacos when small plane went down. <laughs> they they ever, rented it a small plane. That's amazing. To fly and get tacos. I've, I've seen this interview <laughs> with. I've seen this interview with um, Bruce Dickinson. He's the lead singer of Iron Maiden, yeah. and he goes, "When you're on tour, you go insane." So he was on tour somewhere, and he goes, "I really want a curry from London." Go get me a curry from London. They wouldn't like another country in Europe. And so he got his people to fly a curry from London to where he was. It's fucking amazing. It's insane, right? Yeah. And then he goes, oh, yeah, great tour. We got back and then I got like all these expense bills. Yeah. And one of them was curry from London. <laughs> and it was like 10 grand. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? But he goes, I was just so insane on yeah. tour. We've yeah. been on tour for like you know, 18 months, two years. I just needed it. And it was the best tent, you know. I'm like, that's how I feel that man was. He's like, fuck it, I need a fucking taco. I need a taco, and I need it now, and uh, let's go do it. Kieran, I've been listening to a new podcast, I think Uh I sent it to you, called The Wholesome Whores. The Wholesome Whores. And what what drew me to this one, it was an Australian podcast about two women who are in the sex industry. Ah. Very exciting, because it's legal here. Yeah. And we find out a little bit about... But I thought myself, this would be an interesting podcast. I thought it'd be good to have a listen perspective. They've got like a, they, they run OnlyFans accounts mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. They've got a few fans on uh, a few thousand fans on Twitter. All very exciting. Yeah, very good. Um, I thought so, this would be interesting. So the more I listen to it, I listen to fifteen minutes of the first episode. Mm-hmm. They've only got three. This is new right. new show, and I know our first show is not that good. But God damn it! At least we tried to keep on track. Mm-hmm. And there's two things about this show that I think you'll pick up on. Okay. And I've tried to find clips that really demonstrate what this show is about. So let's get a demonstration of what the show is. Hi, I'm Lily Lawrence, and I am Tash Hamilton, and you're listening to the Wholesome Horse Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to tell you about why we got into the industry and whatever. Oh, okay. Can I say a strong opening? I, I don't know about that because listen to how the music ends and then how they keep talking. Usually we try to expand things or the music fades out slowly. Listen to this properly. And you're listening to the Wholesome Horse Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to tell you about why we got into the industry and what our first day was like. Right, it's not the end of the world. It's not. It's but very I'm new. very impressed that it has a, a doob doob dooby doo. Yeah. So this time they're going to talk about how this episode is going to show about how they got into the industry. Uh-huh. Now one of them is from Australia, mm-hmm. born and raised here, and the other is from a North American country, which she doesn't specify, and has come over here to work in brothels. Okay. Okay. So let's have a listen to how, why they wanted to be a, a good, an interesting thing for me is why people want to become pr- right, uh, prostitute. Prostitute. Yeah. 
Did you have an idea about the adult industry before you got into it? Okay, so that's a great question. Great question. Great Great question. question. Here we go. I did because I had watched a TV show called Secret Diary of a Call Girl featuring the beautiful Billy Piper. (laughs) I think almost every sex worker our age is probably influenced by that. In our era. In our era. (laughs) (laughs) So many people were. So my perception of the adult industry was, you know, something quite glamorous um, you know, a, quite a healthy sort of perception of the industry. And to be quite honest, my experience has been, I would say, a, yeah, pretty similar to what I saw on the TV show. Okay, excellent. So she based her career choice to being a prostitute on a television show that is a, is about Diary of a Call Girl. And in the show, talking to Jess, while she is a, a prostitute, she's basically an escort. So she would go with attractive men as company. So, so an escort is very different to a prostitute. Very different. Because my understanding of a prostitute from is, the is TV that I've grown up with, you don't ever want to be a prostitute no. working in a brothel no. because you don't have freedom and they no. keep you in there and they no. bring the guys Definitely in. Definitely dick yep. in the butt yep. in the brothel. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Whereas the escort is the high, high end. end yep. uh, you're going out on the town, etc, etc. So, et so I'm, Okay, so you watched this show when you were young and you wanted to do this. Yep. How young? Yeah. Okay, let's have a look. Yeah, so I watched the TV series before I was even 18. So I knew as soon as I turned 18, that is exactly what I wanted to do. And I remember going to school and telling all my friends because I was still in high school. Yeah. What did you tell them? I would literally just said, I'm like, guys, when I'm 18, I'm going to go and be a prostitute. And I was (laughs) so excited. (laughs) What high hopes this lady has. Oh, great. Look. Sex work is will work as long as you pay taxes. I don't give a fuck, right? But can you? So this w- girl, yeah, at seventeen, yeah, 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 but she's seen how one. She's seen this TV so show, wonderful, and she's seen how wonderful it is. It is, yeah, you know, it's like watching Mad Men and going, yeah, yeah I definitely want to be in the advertising industry, industry, or yeah. you know, I watch Fargo and I definitely want to sell cars, yeah, you know. <laughs> I've listened to the We Only Do One Take podcast, and I, w- <laughs> I, and and I want podcast. to be a CEO. I want to become a podcaster. All of, all of these are true things. Okay, so here's another great question. Uh-huh. How was that received? <gasps> so, that's, your friends, like, how was it received when yeah, you told yeah, your friends? Um, not very well at all. They uh, dumped me straight away. <laughs> all the friends. You cannot get away with that being an 18-year-old girl in that era, can you? So, she, this is 12 years ago. Yeah. She's been in the industry for 12 years. So, 12 years ago, she told her friends, hey, it was the same age as us, basically. Uh-huh. Hey, I want to be. I'm going to be a prostitute once I turn 18. Hello, friends who are girls. Wait, now we don't want to be friends with you. Yeah. Now, I think even 12 years ago, like uh, that's how old we are. Uh, like we're 30. Yeah. Ish. You know. Um. If a friend told us, "Hey, I want to be a male prostitute," uh-huh. when we're 18, when we're 18, yeah. I'd be like, "Okay, cool. I'm not going to not be friends with you." Yeah. I just probably won't tell my mum what you do. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I, I think the guy. guys and the girls' approach is very, very it's very different. different. Very yeah. Okay. Um, because my question would be, okay, are we still gonna have beers? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Just don't whip your dick out. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, keep your syphilis over there. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't know whether she was groomed into if like some of the words she's saying, mm. especially when she was so young, there felt like a little bit of grooming, grooming, right? You know, but. I don't know. She's probably in the internet chat rooms Maybe. as a kid. Maybe, yeah. 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 Uh, here we go. 
<laughs> you have this idea, you have this resolve, you turn 18, and then what do you do? Yeah, so I literally walked straight into a brothel and asked for a job, and I started working a couple of hours later, and I never looked back. 12 wow. years old, here we are. <laughs> I don't work in brothels anymore, but... I still am very very alive in the adult industry. Okay, so she was 18. The day of her 18th birthday, she went to a brothel and got a job at, at a brothel and started working. They would have charged premium for her. Well, And okay. some person would have made a shit ton of money. Okay, are you ready? Because she tells the story of her first sexual encounter working at a brothel. Now, one of the things that happens in this show is that the these two girls here ramble no one is there like i am with you to keep you on track right so this story is about what she wore yeah and ha- what oh, I, don't wanna, I don't want to know for first day now i've cut this story down by about 70 percent. okay and i'm sort of trying to get it down okay i do remember what i wore because this I didn't come prepared. I went in for an interview thinking maybe I'll start in a few days. Yeah. Um, however, they got me to start within like, you know, an hour or so of being there. Yeah. But this girl lent me her gold dress. Oh, nice of her. Yeah, she was really, really lovely. I would love to know where she is today, actually. If you're listening, thank you. <laughs> if you're us. out there, please DM me on Instagram. Oh, God, it was hideous. But, uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now, that story was cut down by 70% because I yeah. went on about, like, oh, she was a really lovely woman yeah. who I met there and I'm still friends with her. I'm not this bad, am I? No, no, right, no, good. no, not even close. Okay, so let's find out a little bit about her first time and how she got picked. So I remember, no, I got booked straight away. So I'm... the first guy you intro to, you got booked by? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. But, uh... As soon as she got there, she's like, yep, you're a prostitute now. Guy comes in and goes, I want you. Yeah. Okay. Um, once I'd done the booking, I kind of realized like, oh, like it, it's just sex. Like it's not, there's not much more to it. Like, (laughs) why haven't I been doing it? Okay. Uh huh. So she's just like, yeah, it's just sex. So straight away, she uh, she only sees it as nothing else but business. business, Great. So let's talk money. Uh huh. That's what you want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my first night I made over $800 and by the time... Wow. <laughs> okay, this story gets better because the next clip is going to really put things in perspective. Cool, so you're a millionaire, basically. Hey, I felt like it. But the funny thing was, so I went out with my... It was a Friday night, and yeah. I, I made that $800 really quickly. Yeah. Like, with, Wait, what did you make from one booking? What did you make from the first booking? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think my first booking, I got paid like $40. And, okay. <laughs> What? <laughs> okay, I thought I thought that too. I'm like, wow, forty dollars. Okay, forty dollars. Let's say every booking was forty dollars. Every booking can't have been forty dollars. Oh, yeah, but every let's say every booking was forty dollars. Yeah, and she made eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred dollars. That's twenty bookings. <laughs> Before she went out on night on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a lot of jizz. Yeah, that's a lot. But let's find out what she what what she got what she had to do for forty dollars. I was I was thrilled. I just thought I can't believe this guy just paid me forty dollars and all I had to do was suck his dick. <laughs> forty dollars for a blowjob at a brothel. Wow. So guys, if you if you need forty bucks, brothels are technically open in regional Victoria. Inflation for today. Okay, so let's bump it up to sixty bucks. Sixty bucks. Oh, okay. 
okay. He, here's an interesting thing that they, they actually said this. <laughs> and I did I, you blow it on one night? I uh, yeah. Okay, this is about the money she made with the eight hundred dollars uh-huh. when she went. And I did you blow it on one night? I uh, yes. I don't even think I could um, afford my taxi home from the night out. <laughs> Classic eighteen-year-old frontal lobe, not developed. So they recognised. <laughs> <laughs> this eighteen-year-old spent eight hundred dollars with her friends in one night. Couldn't afford the taxi home. Her friend goes, "Yeah, yeah." Classic eighteen-year-olds. Your frontal lobe. <laughs> oh no! The contradiction is just. Uh, but I definitely knew I wanted to be. A prostitute. And then this little gem pops up. This little gem pops up. Right. Earn it quick. Yeah. Well, I owed my boyfriend at the time $200. Yeah. For what? Um, He lent me $200 to go camping. (laughs) (laughs) So I paid him back and then I blew all the money. Okay. So. Does her boyfriend know that she's a prostitute? Well, this was 12 years ago. Yeah. 12 years ago. So, yeah. So what she did was she earned $800 from sucking dicks. And then went to her boyfriend, here's your $200 back. I'm going out with the girls of this $600. Amazing. Okay. Okay, this is a clip I called, I can't even remember why I called it this, but it's called, Don't Let a Stupid Question Get in the Way of a Crap Story. <laughs> I, okay. I want to know about your first experience in the industry. Okay, so I was exactly like you. I watched Secret Diary of a Call Girl. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Let's also, what country were you in? (laughs) (laughs) Appropriate title of the clip. Thank you, thank you. Okay, this is, this is uh, the the girl from, I'm pretty sure she's Canadian, Mm -hmm. but she says some things. Eh? That makes me feel like this would just be a horrible person in general. Okay. I was like working my horrible minimum wage job. I don't even remember what I was doing. I think I was bussing chicken wings at like... Bussing chicken yeah, wings? Yeah, so you're not even waitressing. You're just picking up people's dirty chicken wings. Like, oh. I'm thinking like, I am too pretty. <laughs> too pretty for this. And too young. And, and too witty. And too... <laughs> and I remember getting yelled at for like the dumbest stuff. Whatever. We've all worked. So I was too pretty to work a minimum wage job of picking mm. up chicken, but being a prostitute, perfect amount of prettiness. <laughs> well, you know, if you if you don't want to be paid minimum wage, yeah, it's true. If you want to get forty dollars to have to have a yeah. random person's penis in your mouth, that's up to you. Okay, okay. Now this clip here, I'm sure you're picking up some of the thing, the characteristics of this show. I've tried to leave them in some of the clips. I. I think they charged a hundred dollars. Yeah, and the brothel got sixty. Yeah, I think so too. And she got forty. I think so too. Yeah. Um. So this here, this is a clip that really there's like I said, there's two aspects of the show. One is this type of clip, and the second is what I'll play right at the end. But what do you think so far? What are the two aspects of this show that really stick out to you, as what the show sort of entails within the content itself? It's a show about their prostitute journey. Correct, correct. Yeah. But th- go away from the content. Mm-hmm. When you listen to these stories, yeah. and like, what do you feel that the show is? Just two girls talking? Yeah, I've got a long clip here, uh-huh. but the long clip aspect of it uh-huh. sums up the show. Okay. And then fast forward to when I'm 19 years old and I have a friend, she's currently still in the industry, and she was much smarter and much braver, braver than me. She had racked up a bunch of student debt 
that her parents were not going to help Clever. her pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We went to uni. She racked up a bunch of student debt and uh, her parents ended up kicking out her out of the house for an unrelated reason. And she was between a rock and a hard place. She owed the government like 10 grand and uh, she didn't know how to pay it. So she met a girl who was like, hey, I'm working in an escort agency. She started working in an escort agency and I just saw how much money she had. Right. In retrospect, it wasn't really that much money, but I remember we went to a bar together and our tab was like a hundred dollars, which And she just threw the money down. She just threw the money down and I was like, Oh my god, she's rich. It's so nice to like when you first get into the industry, like me and you were both young. Yes. And you know, we didn't have rich parents that gave us that much money. So just having a couple of hundred dollars and Going out and ordering food and stuff like that, it just, it's so freeing. It's so freeing. Like, you know, they say money does not buy happiness, but I really think it does to a... Okay, what was that clip about? How they're not paying tax. Well, there's that. (laughs) But that clip was meant to be about how she got into the industry. Uh Now, which part of that clip was about how she got into the industry? Well, I already said it. She watched the Core Girl thing and now she's in the industry. Okay. Now we're hearing about her in the industry. Okay, let's continue the story because I know it was riveting. Yeah. Job. So my friend was at this escort agency and I just saw how awesome it was and I was like, so so do you have to just have sex? She's yeah. like, yeah, you, you just have, you get driven to the booking and you really? have sex. And so they have drivers? Yeah, so it works differently um, at home or like back then it did. I don't know what happens now. So it was like a lot of out calls. Yeah. So you'd get picked up get driven to an alcohol. Okay. So all of these words exist in the vocabulary of this person, but they don't actually mean anything in the order that she puts them in. Okay. You know? Okay. How's this one? So a sparkle of truth comes out here and then we'll get back to, you know, sparkle of truth, right? (laughs) It sounds so glamorous, but I know the reality is often not so glamorous, not as glamorous as it sounds. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. A little bit more around because they don't like a certain... Well, let, let's continue the story that about her getting her first time. Yeah. You know, continue the story, her talking. So I tied an onion to my boot, <laughs> which was the style at the time. Now, to take the ferry cost a nickel. And in those days, nickels had pictures of bumblebees on them. Give me five bees for a quarter, you'd say. Now, where were we? Oh, yeah. The important thing was... And I had an onion on my belt, which was a style at the time. They didn't have white onions because of the war. The only thing you could get was those big yellow ones. So anyway, that for me (laughs) (laughs) accurately described most of this show. There's only one other thing, and I don't know if you picked it up during the show. And I'm sure someone could do this to our show. Yeah. But we have an hour of content. I listened to 15 minutes, and this is what I collected. And I think I'm going to keep this forever and use it when we make jokes on the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is a bit Why jam. am I nervous? Why am I nervous? <laughs> and it's not the socklet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, you can take your pick. <laughs> too pretty for this. And too young. And, and too witty. And too... Pointless. <laughs> Lots of laughter in this show. Ladies, stop laughing or move away from the mic when you laugh or cut it out. 
cut it out completely. Not so good for the show. Anyway, I'm going to listen to the other two episodes. That I have to say, I did like it. I like it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting. You know what? You say that, but I'm making it interesting. Oh, look, yeah, maybe you are making because it interesting. Because when you listen to I'm it... I'm only listening to the good bits that you've got. You're listening to the good bits in context of me making it... Like, Remember that clip? Because I'm sitting... No, no joke. I'm sitting going, geez, they sound all right. Yeah, like, I don't know what your problem okay. is. Okay, I think, <laughs> I think the problem is that I didn't... Remember that clip? You know, I've got one more clip. Um, and this is what the show is about, right? And when this is over, you tell me. Don't look at the timers or anything. Right. Tell me how long you think this clip went for. Do you use that word yourself? I don't personally use that word, and Prostitute. I'm trying to kind of deconstruct why I hate that word so much. Yeah, and I even though I've worked through a lot of my internalized horophobia, I don't know if I'm. I don't know that word is still to me kind of like I've had it hurled at me by a couple, you know. Yeah people in my life so i think it's just a bit still shocking to me right so maybe my journey isn't quite a how long do you think that clip was 30 seconds it was 24 seconds 24 seconds 24 seconds now what what happened in the, that clip i they don't want to talk about a word yeah and the word is prostitute they yeah. don't like being called prostitute uh-huh do you want to listen to the clip again with no. that context? No, no, <laughs> okay. no. When making clips for the show, this is what the episode is kind of like. This is um, but this is what they do like to be called. Call me Ishmael. Getting yeah, sure. I like whore. I like yeah, I like sex whore. worker. I know we're not allowed to say hoe anymore because uh, you said it's a reclaimed black sex worker. Black sex worker word, word. but I did love that word. Uh, uh, yeah, I did <laughs> as well. So, it's called the wholesome whore. <laughs> Uh, I think you should listen to the episode. Maybe you should listen to episode two and you can get clips for episode two for next week. Oh my God, yes. I think the next episode's about being in a relationship and being a sex worker. That should be fun to listen to. Be, she's also got an episode about OnlyFans and they release it uh, just as frequent or less frequent than we do. That's uh, quality. <laughs> good on her. But Kieran, that's all I've got for you today. I did. Some- uh, this has been fun. Always good, always good. And if you like, like well, I just have to say, ladies and gentlemen, also check us out on Australian Music Radio AMR. Absolutely. On the the on beer Bartle. report. Yeah, absolutely. That was a good <laughs> beer report. I don't think I thought that was going to last forever. <laughs> uh, we got through it. it. We got check, through check it. Check it out. We've probably ruined someone's uh, professional. You know what? I struggled with that because yeah. I was like, oh shit, it's radio. Yeah. Is, is it, we have to pause for music. Yes. Like. And they're sort of we're sort of stuck thank, to time. Thank God, Dad's a, uh, Dan's a good, uh, you know, he keeps us on track. Yeah. during that show, because otherwise, I think we could just we just do an hour. I know, I know, and an hour just goes by, and I'm like, exactly. oh wow, we've done so an hour. Definitely listen to us on Australian Musicians Radio because we spoke Bartle. we spoke for a good hour before we started. Oh, yeah. the show. I know, I know, <laughs> and that could have been the show. That could have been the show. <laughs> but definitely listen to us on Bar Talk. We're on episode fifty-one. It's very exciting. Emily Rice, I think, was from Emily. Emily. Yeah, Emily was, Rice was there. Was their guest as well, and it was amazing. So definitely go check that out. Li- did listen to that. Uh, a bit of that episode before mm. we started recording very good stuff but obviously if you'd like to get involved in our new podcast venture wikipedia reading wikipedia podcast or reading wikipedia you can find it on spotify already and a, and a bunch of other places where you can find podcasts all you it is we've, we've finally made it it's us reading wikipedia pages we've already had a, a fan submission so if you'd like to do that thank you guys 
fantastic submission with the high five. But Kieran's got some things to record. Yeah, I do. He's got a bunch of other podcasters helping us with their submissions as well. I'm going to record some more over the weekend and just upload it. But if you'd like to up, uh, like to be on a podcast, all you have to do is read a complete page of Wikipedia. Any page that you want. Record it on your phone. You send it to readingwikipediapodcast at gmail.com and we'll put you on our podcast. That's it. It's as simple as that. But for all your other wanking needs, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Not YouTube anymore. Boo! And if you'd like to send us some hate mail, a death threat, or a rant, record it on your phone or email us at we only do one take podcast at gmail.com. Kieran, so good to see you, buddy boy. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next time. We're done. Viper! What's up with that? <laughs> Y'all cowards don't even smoke crack. What's up with that? Y'all cowards don't even smoke crack. That's great. I don't know, I've got a song to listen to on the uh, ride home. <laughs>